Hi everybody and welcome back to Flip Connect. Today we're going to talk about boot camps. So I went to quite a few boot camps when I first started in this business. I wanted to learn as much as I could. I read books. I went to Barnes and Noble and everything else and uh, that I can pick up online, um, magazines, you know, real estate investment magazine, newspapers, uh, talking to people. I didn't go to too many uh, meetings. You know, I didn't really, I didn't really, wasn't really into the uh, the group meetings at that point in time. I'm not so much really into them now, as a matter of fact. But uh, mainly, I don't know. It was just something that that uh, is not not really suited to me. You know, I, I like mingling. I like socializing. I like you know hanging out with with people. And I I love going to appointments and meeting with seller of properties and meeting with uh, other investors and get to uh, you know know their their uh, their stories. But going to a focused sales event felt a bit contrived and a lot of those meetups a lot of those meetings those groups are are, are high sales um, a lot of promotion and that really wasn't my thing so yeah I, I did want to learn though I did want to go to the boot camps and so after that probate program I decided I was going to put that on the back burner for a while and focus on commercial real estate so in 2006, I went to the Real Estate Wealth Expo in San Francisco. I, I lived in the Bay Area at the time, and that was a short little trip over the bridge to from the East Bay to, uh, to see what that's all about. It was a huge event, and yeah, I went by myself and stayed there for maybe three or four hours. I, I went into one of these commercial training camps. Uh, pitches rather and, and I, I met a guy that was, that was really interesting so I listened to his pitch after he was done kind of wrapping up I started talking with him at that time I already had lined up with two partners and so my partnership was going to be a third a third and a third straight across we would put in equal amounts of money we would put in equal amounts of time we would put in equal amounts of intellectual capital um, influences and you basically just pool all our resources. Now, most all partnerships are never even Steven. It's just, it just doesn't happen that way. Everybody has their own definitions of what level of work is, what things to add, what they're capable of doing and what their uh, abilities are in terms of how much work they have in their own businesses regardless of their intent how much they actually put into the business that that that's something that that that's a hard to find a match and so th this is my first partnership first experience one of my partners owned a sunroom company still owns a sunroom company to this day owns a franchise and did did really well and at that time of course this was right before the uh, real estate bubble popped he was doing really well. The funding was all over the place. It's much easier to get a sunroom funded through a home equity line of credit. And in the Bay Area, we're talking about upwards of as high as half a million dollars for a sunroom. I mean, it's fully, fully uh, elaborate, well-built, um, extravagant sunroom. But all the same, P 
people were putting that kind of money in to projects and he was doing really well. At that time, he had a business partner as well in his business. I think they may have been together 10 plus years at that time. And uh, I never actually met that other partner. They ended up breaking up a year later. I think it's inevitably had something to do with money and, and uh, you know, recovering from, from the, the downturn of the economy and how that, uh, how that played into their business and their bottom line. But at any rate, so there was one sunroom guy, uh, at that time, I, I think I was about 27. He was 50, 51. Another partner of mine, he owned a finance company, a um, subprime lending business with a partner and they had five offices, maybe six offices all throughout the Bay Area. He was doing really well. He was a couple years older than me, both went to Cal. And uh, so we had that background and a good guy. Uh, I refinanced my house through him and he came over to my house with one of his mortgage agents and was training her. And so, you know, that's how I met him. And then we started talking about business. We had things in common and you know that 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 kind of sparked those conversations that you know maybe we should partner up so i i'll put everything together put the two guys together i like to have you know more than one person more than one personality and additional funding of course so you know we're all on on the on, on the same terms we all put in a certain amount of money into the business uh, i think i think we each put 50,000 at that time a piece into into the account and so that, uh, oh, no, 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 it was a 25. No, yeah, it was 50,000, 50,000 a piece into the account. My third partner didn't want to put his money in, but would contribute anytime there was a need. But the idea with, uh, the younger partner, the guy that, uh, that was closer to my age, uh, he and I had decided to just put the money into the account. I would manage and fund, uh, manage the account and all spending associated with marketing, uh, employees, legal, everything else, you know, I would, I would kind of run the show on that. And so I was, I was the, the managing member for, uh, for all of us, but the older partner did not want to put in his funding. And I don't, I don't blame him at that time. Um, it was more important for us to have speed of decision and have the funding available for that as opposed to going through, a lot of a lot of red tape it ended up being ultimately this partnership ended up um, reducing down to just the two of us and we ultimately bought out our partner uh the older partner who owned the sunroom company and it was just it was just uh more of a more of a um a different risk tolerance, I would, I, I would say. Not so much as in we're taking higher risks than our older partner would, would take, but that he wanted to go through a much longer due diligence process. He wanted, he's very, very conservative, wanted to sit and socialize with us for multiple hours on end before discussing our business and then not really coming to a decision at the end of that. So it, it was just, it just wasn't the best fit. We just, we just needed to be able to make decisions quicker. So 
Uh, there we were. Basically, all three of us um, in a partnership. I went and found a boot camp that I thought I'd be interested to attend. And I met a guy named Scott. And uh, he's a great trainer. This guy had great personality. Very, very knowledgeable. Legitimate legitimate in the business. As far as I could tell, um, this was going to be the right fit for us. So uh, the younger partner and I went to a training in Los Angeles. First, all three of us went to uh, a free lunch training. You know, we, we went, I went, I went to the expo. I told my partners about it. Hey, let's go check this guy out for this free lunch training. We did the free lunch training, which was a pitch to, you know, some education and then a pitch. That's how all of the trainings are pretty, pretty much education and pitch, education and pitch in different, um, different guys will come in and do different pitches, but that day it was just him. And uh, so we did a one-day training. After that, I think it was like a hundred bucks. It wasn't a big deal, and it was also in San Francisco. And so from there, the younger partner and I decided to go ahead and and uh, jump into the um, to the three-day training in Los Angeles. So we flew out to Los Angeles, um, and uh, and so my partner and I. His name is Mark. Um, but my partner and I, Mark decided to, um, get into commercial real estate at that point. We, we studied and took a lot of good information away from that three day training. As a matter of fact, during the three day training, they offered the, something called a, this diamond inner circle and the diamond inner circle. The idea of it was that quarterly a select group of real estate investors would come together and decide on funding and development of commercial projects either redevelopment new development um, it, it was not very clear but the idea was that this would be a great opportunity for us to get in with the right people the program cost $25,000 and that was a huge amount of money. But at that time we were so enthused and, and ready to go. And so I talked with my partner, we both agreed. We took a taxi, we went over to Wells Fargo, the only place that was open at a Raley's uh, in Los Angeles on a Sunday, pulled out $25,000, put in it into a uh, cashier's check um, Scott at the time wasn't offering it up. He said he was open to it. And this is, this is, this is the program that he wanted to, to form, uh, with the right people. And so we took that as an opportunity. Let's just jump in and get, get in, get in with this guy. Cause he's doing these deals. We have deals that we want to work out and we need funding and we need partnerships. And this is just, this is just our ticket and this is our cost of admission. So um, yeah, we went out and, uh, and gave him that money. And, um, so he, he went on to do the interviews for the training. I we basically said, look, uh, when I talked to Scott, I said, I understand that, you know, you haven't actually launched this thing, but I just want to go ahead and give you this check, uh, to indicate our level of interest in this. You know, I know there's a commitment here and obviously we can, get our funding back if your program doesn't launch, but 
we really believe in you, believe in what you have to offer, and we think this would be a great opportunity to prove that you know we're ready to um, put our money where our mouth is and, and get this thing going. Um, at that time, it made perfect sense for me. And Scott was a, was a great guy. And as a matter of fact, long story short, he ended up not launching that program and he sent the check right back to us. So uh, I, re I received a, a check from him uh, about three months later and put it back into the partnership and uh, applied that to, uh, to, to our venture to do other things. But that was how committed Mark and I were uh, in this partnership to take immediate and decisive action. And although throwing $25,000 to a trainer of, of, in a boot camp uh, with only knowing him for three days and from the lens of the audience, that's, that's a pretty uh, ambitious and risky move. So I wouldn't do it again, but uh, we, were, we were dead set and we really believed in him. And that's, the commercial real estate was where we wanted to be and it, there was just no question. So it was 2006. This was 2006 when we did that. After that, we set up an office. I lived, um, I, I, I had a room in my house that was, was pretty big to uh, use for office space as opposed to um, setting up a new office somewhere. Um, I didn't want to run our office out of a home necessarily, but at that time it made sense. I was already paying for the space. And you know this is just something we'd apply to uh, to the partnership. I wasn't charging my partners for that space, but uh, we ended up hiring an assistant. Uh, she lived in Santa Cruz, and she came out every single day. Santa Cruz is, a, I want to say, about an hour and a half, with traffic could be longer, each direction. And she'd come out in the morning. She'd leave at five. She'd be there in the morning at at eight, and. Uh, yeah, she was an amazing worker. She had she had great skill. Uh, she worked very hard. Um, she was dedicated. She she just got out of school. She went to UC Santa Cruz, and uh, I think she was a biology major. And then she ended up working for a life insurance agency. And uh, I, I just we we just met her through uh, one of my friends. Uh, we went on a, on a little boat trip with my partner and uh, he had a nice, you know, big kind of race boat and uh, we all hung out and uh, she just she just really uh, intrigued me. She's, she's very smart, she's very capable and I needed somebody uh, right away. And so she fit the bill and um, I wasn't ready for her at that time. We, you know, I, I we were just starting this out and uh, she would just really kick butt and do very well, but um, I didn't have the right things really to put in front of her um, to really optimize that, uh, you know, that opportunity. But, you know, we worked together for, I don't know, about four or five months. And um, we were basically just focusing on marketing and, or, you know, lead generation rather, not marketing, but lead generation, trying to find the right deals. Uh, evaluating, we evaluated a bunch of apartment deals, uh, evaluated a bunch of stuff in the Bay Area, decided that it's best to go out into emerging markets in different areas, um, looked at Sacramento, and then decided to pick up a deal in Sacramento. So Sacramento, that deal, that development deal, I guess I will, uh, I should probably pick that up in another episode and really talk about that particular deal. But um, 
Yeah, it was a new development. It's called Canterbury Crossing. We found a development partner that had uh, plans, had been working on it for about 13 months, and had a funding partner that wanted to be bought out. At that time, um, he, he wanted to move on to different things for whatever reason, and so the development partner needed a funder, needed a, uh, needed a funding partner, which that turned out to be our company, um, the United Real Estate Ventures, the company we formed in the partnership and it was Mark and I that were uh, now the only partners in it. And so, uh, yeah, we uh, put the property under contract, put up a $100,000 earnest money deposit and started our due diligence process, researching the, uh, the build out, the engineering reports and everything they had, the development plans and uh, started looking for funding sources for it. So the whole idea was this is gonna be a precast, uh, tilt-up construction um, of, of buildings for medical use. Uh, that, that project, I think it was about 13 acres. And yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was something that was, that was pretty interesting for us at that time. Um, actually, it turned out to not be developed right as the credit crisis started to hit, you know, the funding dropped out. There's multiple things involved with why we decided to pull the plug on it. But uh, ultimately I ended up getting our earnest money deposit back. I canceled at the last day of, of the uh, due diligence process, mainly because there were bills unpaid that were not disclosed to us. It was a million dollars worth of engineering architectural fees and everything else that were built in and intended to be paid off upon refinance when we bought out the original partner. The original partner wanted to get bought out at a premium over what he put in and the numbers made sense for us but not with this additional million dollar debt, especially so that it wasn't disclosed to us ahead of time. And when we did discover it, um, that was just a nail in the coffin for me. I needed to pull the plug. So my partner is ready to keep going on it. And perhaps it would have worked out, but uh, I didn't. I didn't feel good about the deal, especially not being disclosed. Uh, that that felt um, that that was a big red flag for me. Uh, I just didn't trust my development partner after that. So, at any rate, going through those trainings gave us those opportunities. So the one day, the free class, the one day, the three day. We also went to a five day boot camp. Uh, a much longer program that's more involved, and then also a master's training camp, which focused specifically on development. And I, I learned a lot. I had the confidence to go straight out there and start working deals. Um, I was able to analyze them well and really dig in and understand the nuances of the numbers of the deal itself, of certain situations that come up during you know, the, the, the process of, of uh, the transactions that, that are necessary to make a deal happen. And uh, it gave me some good insight. So, you know, it, it, was, it, was, it was money, I think, that was well spent at that time. Um, and so, so that was my experience in the commercial real estate side. So basically, I took one residential class, the rest were commercial classes. I formed a partnership, put put money together with the partners. Combined we had 
spending power, we had experience, we had some infrastructure, we had the start of an office, we had our legal formation, we had our logos and business cards and all that stuff. We had our uh, full-time assistant that was helping. I was working full-time, so it was two of us. It was my assistant and I were working full-time. My partner was working, uh, He, I don't know, he worked maybe five hours a week, but he would always provide additional funding if necessary, so I'm doing the majority of the work. Um, initially, it was supposed to be even Steven, but you know, since, since that was a factor for him, because he has an office and he has five offices or six offices, I still don't remember. And, uh, you know, a bunch of transactions going on every single month and employees, everything else. So he, he had his plate full. Plus, he owned multiple assisted living facilities with his family. So, again, his plate was, was quite full. And at that time, my 100% focus was to get this business launched and out the door. So, uh, it, it, in hindsight, that was that was ideal. During that time, I was a bit uh, resentful that I didn't have enough support from a partner. Um, but it worked out. It worked out at that time. It gave me opportunities that I otherwise wouldn't have had, and I learned a, a great deal from that. So I want to talk specifically about what boot camps offer and what boot camps don't offer. Boot camps offer an opportunity to network with a trainer, not the students. Most of the students, most of the uh, attendees are learning something. 99% of them are not going to engage in business. The 1% that are, it, it's, you know, if you find them, great. But we took this as an opportunity to network with the trainers themselves. The guys are out there teaching the classes. A lot of these trainers at that time spent most of their time training and very little time actually investing in real estate. However, if we found an opportunity, we could partner up. They can be the funding partner. We can be the finding partner, finder-funder relationship. So I was, I was definitely okay with that. Um, so that is what a boot camp can do for you. It can help you develop your game plan, kind of formulate your ideas. You can start talking with people. There's something about being, you know, around a bunch of people that are all focused on the same goal and you're isolated. You're, you're away from home, you're in a hotel, you're training all day, you're really thinking about this, and um, it helps you kind of kickstart and develop a, a game plan. Partnership talking points and building teams, the, all these things help out. You know, you're learning the, the jargon, you're learning, uh, you're, you're, you're taking in advice, you're picking up pointers from from other investors that have tried this. You know, you may, you may talk with somebody that has uh, 10 years experience over you, 50 years experience over you, or someone that has no experience at all, and you're teaching them. It's, 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 a, good, it's a good opportunity while you're there. Um, it didn't. It didn't formulate any um, any. Um, uh, well, it did. It, it didn't. It's not the place you go to make your dreams happen overnight. It's not just one of those get rich quick things. You have to realize that. Um, what the process doesn't do for you is a done for you system. There is no such thing. If you have a plug and play done for you system, means you work for a company and you are providing a service, you are a cog in their wheel, 
and and they receive the majority of the proceeds not you you'll receive a salary if someone's offering you a done for you system just pay me you know 12.99 and uh you know this this thing is guaranteed to work why why would they do that and how would they do that somebody has to do the heavy lifting don't expect them to do it so they can give you guidelines they can give you bullet points they can give you a framework but this is not a done for you system so i haven't seen any boot camp that would offer that not even franchise system and i and i owned a franchise of a real estate investment company so we'll talk about that in another episode as well um it doesn't offer you a super fast startup and success you know you have to do the work it doesn't provide you a mentorship you can have coaching and you can pay for coaching and coaching may provide you those opportunities to form a mentorship but true mentorships are you know somebody who sees something in you that makes sense for them to put their time in because they feel that they're that you're going to listen and you're going to absorb and you're going to replicate what they've done that made them successful that is beneficial to them it's beneficial to you it's self-fulfilling mentorships are a relationship that takes time and you don't necessarily pay for that you can't just buy a mentorship. You can buy a coach. You can buy coaching sessions. You can get coached. You can get specific responses to common situations and they can sit with you and, and kind of walk you through things. They can motivate you. They can get you, you know, off the couch. But you know, a mentorship is a different thing. So don't expect that out of a boot camp. Um, another thing is they don't offer the day-to-day activities for success and how to overcome obstacles. Coaching can offer that. Coaching can certainly offer that. Mentorship will definitely offer that, but um, don't expect to get this out of a boot camp. You have to continue the process. Boot camp is a startup. It's a basic training. Okay, Uh, boot camps will not get you money. Boot camps will not form a team for you. You have to create these things in your in your cities when you go back. And you, you should get started right away and start forming those teams, finding money. You know, these these are all conversations we can have later on. This is just a really high level overview of what boot camps did for you, what did for me, and what they can and cannot do for you, what you should expect. So hopefully this was helpful. I will talk to you next time about my big, hairy, audacious goals, the things that I decided to set up, the businesses I formed after the fact to create additional revenue to get the ball rolling on our partnerships. So I'll walk, I'll walk through more of that uh, in, in the next, next session.